Welcome to We're Talking About Practice podcast episode two. Today we have Youth Development Director of Canada, Coach Rod Young with us. He's going to share with you how Canada produced so many NBA players in recent years. They have this thing called the Long-Term Athlete Development Program, which basically turns any player into a Steve Nash. So if you coach a youth team and you want your players to play like Steve Nash, you got to listen on this episode. So let's get started. In here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Hey, everybody, Coach Keith here. Welcome to We're Talking About Practice podcast. If this is first time listening, thanks for coming. This podcast is produced every Thursday for your enjoyment. You can find us on www.coachbase.com. Come back often. Feel free to add us to your RSS feed on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Coach Base Pro, Facebook, Coach Base. Uh, all links are, are found inside this uh, show. So uh, let's get into the show. Been involved with the sport of basketball professionally, um, working in the administration level for the past uh, 15 years. Uh, my sort of uh, career path took me started from uh, working with the Toronto Raptors. Um, and working within the basketball development area of, of, of the, of the uh, basketball club uh, to now working with Canada Basketball, our Canadian national team program. Um, so, you know, altogether, sort of been involved a lot uh, through the ranks of working with amateur athletes, uh, development aspect, uh, working sort of, you know, to, to see the growth of the game as well as sort of how athletes can develop along the pathway. All right, so in sort of like a more layman's term, uh, what what is your day to day task? What do you do now? Uh, my day to day task right now it's uh it, it's it's a pretty wide scope of, uh, from uh, from a domestic development standpoint. Uh, my goal really is uh, to I guess. The, the first and foremost it to, is to see the growth of the game of basketball in Canada. Um, so from a participation standpoint, that's obviously the number one um, objective from, uh, from, our, from our standpoint. Uh, number two is sort of ensure that there's success uh, in terms of the growth of athletes, uh, ensuring that they are getting the right teaching, they're getting the right uh, training modules uh, to allow them to succeed from a grassroots level all the way to uh, junior uh, and cadet now. Team level. Uh, so those two prongs are really sort of the, the basis of what my role is within Canada basketball. Awesome. So that brings me to my next question is that, you know, the last couple of years we've had Andrew Wiggins, Tristan Thompson, Anthony Bennett, all these great NBA players, but they're all in the same, you know, couple plus or minus one or two years. So, you know, was that an accident or did they come up through your programs and tell us more about that? It, it's it's pretty exciting. I mean, if you if you look at sort of the the the, the rise in popularity with the sport of basketball, uh, a lot of it is comes down to okay, we are having all these great athletes in Canada uh, that are now playing at the the, the top level, the NBA. Um, I, I I like to probably contribute a big part of that to sort of when the Raptors first came into existence uh, in in Toronto and in, in representing Canada uh, as a whole. Um, I think that sort of um, Brought basketball to sort of the the, the stage uh, where kids are now seeing them more often. Uh, you know, before I, back in the late '90s, I think a lot of times you see um, hockey being the more prominent sport. 
um, you know, in, in, in followed by a lot of uh, maybe soccer and baseball, but you don't see a lot of basketball back in the days. But when the Raptors first came into the stage, uh, you know, now you're seeing, you know, basketball on, on, uh, on TV uh, every few days. Uh, and that's allowed, allowed the kids to sort of get excited and interested with the sport of basketball. And that's when you see our participation grow uh, around, you know, start to around that time and i think that's a you know a, a big contribution to how some of these guys like the tristan thompson the anthony bennett the Paul joseph uh are, are, are you know grew up through that uh generation and then to lead them to where they are today uh the excitement of all of that uh, you know along with sort of the um a, a, the pool and then having Good players playing against good players at that time, uh, and then you know, and, and then slowly maturely when Canada basketball start seeing the rise of that and generating all these new programs. Uh, when we talk about Canada basketball, we were you know when we brought in the junior program, the cadet program, uh, and then even from there we started building uh, more uh, intense programs like the junior academies uh, and talent uh, Ivy uh, athletes uh, strategy. Uh, so all those type of programs really start to now shape basketball uh, as a you know as, as 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 number one number two sports in Canada, almost at a point where we are you know catching up to hockey. Awesome, awesome. So, is there some sort of like secret sauce to producing uh, great players, or or just all about having a lot of people, and then once you have a lot of people, you can just luckily get more players. <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? I, I, def- I mean, definitely from a, from a, from a base standpoint, uh, yes, the participation plays a big part. Um, you know, when we compare population of the U.S. versus Canada, we're talking about 300 million people in the U.S. versus 30 million in Canada. So we are one tenth of their population. So, uh, in terms of, you know, what they are able to do to generate athletes, uh, a lot of it, it's just, you know, they are able to pick out the cream of the crop out of a much bigger base. Um, but uh, I think that aside, um, you know, the, the sort of what Canada has done in terms of grooming our players, uh, the new philosophy in which we are using uh, to develop our players uh, certainly plays a big role in terms of our players' development. Uh, one of the big things that uh, we started following is what we call the long-term athlete development model in Canada, which is a sports science study that is put together by Sport Canada after best practices from a lot of different countries and federations uh, to come up with sort of a, what we call an athlete-driven approach. Um, so, you know, I, I think... The, the old school way of basketball is a lot of where coaches are telling the athletes what to do. You know, coaches are telling the athletes, here's what you gotta do. Go and, you know, perform a hundred layups and, and, and do it until you do it right. Uh, well, now we are, you know, looking at that and saying, well, you know what? There's probably better ways of developing our athletes. Uh, I think, you know, when we talk about developing athletes, you have to want look at, you know, Making it at the very base level, making it fun for them. Um, an athlete needs to learn how to move first before you start acquiring the, the, the skills for basketball. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jumping a lot of different places because there's so many different areas that I can touch on. Um, but, you know, having an athlete to, to develop the basic movement skills, uh, learning how to make decisions as opposed to being robotic and, 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 and rigid in the approach. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the times you talk about empowerment is another part, building the confidence of an athlete. Those are things that we start to do as, as a nation uh, to 
one meeting from uh, by example through the federation that can't basketball, uh, but then educating our coaches to ensure that all the coaches within uh, our entire country are doing what this Canadian philosophy is. Okay, so let's say I'm a coach. I just listened to this. I'm I'm really intrigued and I want to try my practice. So instead of me telling my players at the next practice what to do, how do I make it such that uh, players learn on their own? Is it like I play more games or how, how I ask them, how do I do it? Um, I think the best, the, the best way of looking at it is just understanding certain philosophies. And I think, um, you know, having having an, a coach, most important aspect for them is to for them to understand why they do what they do. Um, a lot of times, uh, you know, you'll see coaches that are jumping into the sport for the first time and they aren't fam too familiar in terms of what to do. So what's the first thing you do? You go Google search, basketball drills, and you come up with a list of drills, you pick out a few, and then you just put them into practice uh, uh, that, that night or something like that. Uh, without really understanding what is it that they're doing, without really understanding what progression they're trying to make, without really even understanding is it even fun for the athletes to do them, uh, and if they're stage appropriate. Uh, I think those are really sort of the key points for a coach to understand in terms of, hey, you know what, one, first and foremost, at the very grassroots level, uh, let's make it fun first. Let's, let's make sure that the practice is fun and that it's not just, you know, repetition and drills after drills after drills. It's got to have some element of fun into it <clears throat> that the kids are actually going to enjoy it because first and foremost, you want to make sure that you are making sure that they're having fun and enjoying the sport. Then from there, it really comes down to, okay, now let's talk about progression. Let's talk about an athlete's development um, and, and, and how you build an athlete. Uh, I always say this, when we work with young athletes, uh, before I even built a basketball player, I built an athlete first. Uh, and I think that's a really important aspect of, of, of the development uh, circle is that you have to make sure that they have developed all the movement skills before they can actually even try to start playing, getting too specialized into basketball or basketball itself. Uh, and then a lot of that is a big part of what we you know talk about in specialization here in Canada basketball, uh, that kids should not be specializing into one sport at an early stage. Um, so let a lot of kids to try different things, work on their movement skills, uh, and, and make sure that they learn how to move, run, and jump, and kick, and, and, and throw, and catch, and all of those different principles early, uh, so that once as they kind of progress through their, their biological age, they will now be able to more and more confident to do all those things. Um, after that, really, as, as you get into more of the basketball stuff, uh, it's, it's understanding, uh, comprehending uh, in terms of what it is that you're doing, uh, being able to analyze and evaluate, uh, and, and making sure that you know an athlete is their needs are fulfilled first before the coach's egos comes into play and all of that. Uh, at the end of the day, we're really trying to develop global players, smart players, uh, and making sure that players have all the required skills to allow them to achieve them this level. Okay, so many questions. But first question. Um, <laughs> you, you, I know I've seen photos of you coaching too, so um, give us one or two drills that are like really fun, that you, you love the most. Yeah, you're putting me on a spot, huh? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, are we, so are we talking about like a... Uh, Give me an age, like a, a six-year-old, seven-year-old, or are you talking about a little bit older? Give me a young one, six to seven, and then give me another, like, 12 to 13. 
Okay. Um, I'll, 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 I'll preface this by saying like a lot of this stuff, we do have it online on our Canvasco website. Um, so if coaches are interested, you know, there we, we definitely have a lot of uh, uh, drills and stuff like that that we put online. We have a new uh, program called Game Plan, uh, which is sort of a, a coach's online portal, uh, which basically we have built uh, in the past uh Past year, I would say that now it funnels coaches into that portal uh, and basically gives them access to videos, uh, drills library, uh, and basically a pathway for coaches in terms of what they should be doing at different age groups. So that's something that we're doing in basketball. Uh, but in terms of drills, uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll give an example at, at a young age level. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start with, usually when I start a practice up, I'll start a practice what we do, uh, what we call an animal walk. And mm. essentially is through our, you know, coaches always warm up the co- uh, their athletes. I think that's a must. Um, but what coaches a lot of times will just do is make, coach, make the players run the up and down the court and do some uh, uh, high knees and butt kicks, uh, you know, and which, you know, it's, 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 Good in terms of training an athlete, but uh, I would challenge that for a six, seven year old. It's not exactly fun, and I think the first reaction you get from a young athlete is that uh, a six year old is that they'll be like, "Oh man, I don't want to do this." You know, can we just play basketball now? Um, so uh, you know, what we do is uh, what I would do is uh, I would get them to line up, and then I would basically kind of get them to start thinking about a certain animal and how they move. Uh, you know, a, you know, go down a court uh, and jump like a kangaroo. Uh, you know, uh, crawl down the court uh, like you are a, a crab. Um, and you know, so allowing them to move differently and try different things uh, is one aspect of developing the movement skills. Uh, along with that, when you in you know able to sort of capture the imagination of a child and their thinking in terms of what that animal actually looks like walk like, move like, uh, then all of a sudden you're, you're combining that imagination with uh, a specific skill uh, and you're allowing them to explore that through their own imagination and they're having fun doing that. Uh, you see a lot of smiles on the court when kids are doing that because they're actually kind of looking at other kids and other kids are you know, are making fun of another kid. So you'll, you'll end up having a, a more of a, a fun environment doing that as opposed to just making a kid run up and down the court. Uh, so that's sort of you know a, a way in terms of uh, hey let's let's make it fun you know so what what we do a lot of times is we actually end up uh, consulting a lot of uh, gazette teachers mm. uh, you know they're not particularly specific basketball coaches but they're so great with kids and they've gone through all the trainings and learning in terms of early childhood education that it actually allows them to you know they they're able to come up with games uh, that are you know fun exciting uh, for kids and kids actually you know get enjoyment out of it and then what we would do is we I would actually take versions of those games and either you know uh, leave it as is because they are great icebreaker games or we actually combine different elements of basketball into it to make it a little bit more basketball specific. All right, so give, give me a, one more. One more. Like a little uh, bit older, uh, maybe incorporating a basketball is fun. Okay. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's take it up a, a, a little bit older age group to maybe a, you know, a, a 10, 11 age group. Um, so, you know, we would, uh, let's just take a, a shooting game, for example. Um, a lot of times, you know, coaches will come in and we will want, want to work on an athlete's jump shot. Mm. Um, so what will happen is they'll basically, okay, well, uh, everybody goes to a basket and work on your shot and, you know, make 
I don't know, punchy shots, for example, and you know, and athletes will go through the repetition. Well, you know, that again, that's a, that's another, that's one way of doing it. Uh, what we do is we try to make it fun, incorporate out another challenge into it. So what we would do is probably start with uh, two teams uh, and two different ends of the basket. Uh, I would put a big uh, a bucket or a hula hoop with some uh, bean bags in the middle, and what they would do is every time they make a basket, they're able to come to the middle, retrieve the the, the bean bag and bring it back to their home or their station. Uh, at the end of the game, whoever has the most bean bags would actually win the game as the first round. So one. Um, what we're able to do here is to, you know, I guess add an element of a, of a, of a challenge to it, uh, where it's a bit of a competition now, where two teams are competing against each other. They're now getting excited over, okay, we gotta get the game that we guys make the basket. Uh, so the kids are actually, uh, getting hyped up over the game uh-huh. itself. Uh, what we would do is then we would have loading phases and by loading i mean we will add different challenges in different rounds so in the second round what we will do is um we will say uh okay so team a would have eight uh, bean bags and team b would have six bean bags now the next round what we're going to do is we're allowed to steal from each other so uh-huh. what it means is you added one athlete, so the two teams are going again, they'll start shooting, if they get a basket, they're able to run to the other team's uh, home and steal one of the bean bags and put it back into theirs. Uh, so again, this creates a little bit more excitement, but what you'll find is you'll see kids running across the court, um, you know, uh, you know, at, at full speed, and what it's really teaching is that kids are now learning how to uh, have court awareness uh, and, and making sure they're keeping their head up so that they don't run into each other. Uh, I think that's another element that we start adding in. Then on the third piece, we incorporate two basketball, and what will happen is, um, you know, you're now able to, uh, once you score the basket, you'll dribble the basketball to the opponent's home and take the game back from them. So in the third round, what we've done is you're now creating a, a, a dribbling series into it, uh, adding an element of, of, of dribbling, uh, combining with, you know, court awareness and up, all of those pieces. Uh, you know, this loading phase, that allows an athlete to start adding skills within one simple game uh, is what we try to do to help coaches understand, hey, you know what? We can progress an athlete's skills. I can take one game and load, you know, 15 different ways and add different elements along the way. Uh, so that simple game alone, third round three, we add some dribbling. Round four, you can add some pylons and have them six actually before they can go to another team so to, to steal the, the game bag. Uh, all of those different things you can start adding into a, a simple drill uh, and kids can actually get really excited over, over a whole series of that. Love it. It sounds fun already. I can envision it. So next topic. <laughs> Uh, there's so much to talk about, but movement. Okay, what 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 is movement, and um, how do you train it? I think when you talk about movements, uh, you got your fundamental basic movements: your run, jump, uh, throw, kick, catch, uh, strike. You know, those are your basic fundamental movements. Uh, and then as you get into and and. and uh, happy progression, now you start adding in the ABCs uh, of movement, which is your agility, balance, coordination, uh, and speed. Uh, those are sort of what we call the fundamental basics, the fundamental movement skills that a kid needs to acquire uh, during their window trainability, usually between the ages of, I would say, four to seven, four to eight uh, years old, uh, in order to allow them to build that confidence to succeed. 
Um, those are all things that need to be incorporated uh, into um, any programming. So, and I think that's a, a big part. Uh, what you see a lot of times with basketball programs is that coaches get so excited, they jump into the, the you know uh, the gym, uh, and they just start getting kids playing basketball. You know, but what happens is, well, the kids haven't really learned the basic movement skills yet. So you see, you know, the kids are not, uh, uh, you know, are ready for that. And, you know, as, and, and, and what happens is, you know, that's fine and all, they'll dabble in the sport, but they'll get to a certain point where they'll either plateau or they haven't, you know, they get overused injuries or they'll kind of just burn out. Um, uh, I'm actually sort of a perfect example of that. Uh, when I was younger, I never really did have a chance to develop movement skills because, uh, you know, a, a, lot, a big part of my childhood was just on academics. It's a big part of my childhood was just on, uh, you know, just uh, doing a lot of uh, school stuff, but it never really got into sports until later. So I was a bit of a late boomer. Uh, but, you know, as I get into sports, you know, around 10, 11 years old, um, you know, I, I've already noticed I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not fast. I'm definitely not as agile. Uh, I definitely don't jump very high like some of the other uh, kids around my age. Uh, and that's because I never had a chance to develop those uh, movement skills at an early age. Uh, and, and that's a big part. And that's a big part of what we preach uh, here in Canada is that, hey, you know what? Let's develop these guys. Let's develop uh, these participants and athletes uh, to make sure that they are are athletes first and, and then have them develop those basic skills and then move them there uh, to develop the sports skills. Uh, that will give them a total package uh, in terms of what an athlete should do. Uh, in terms of how to do it, um, I mean, there, give us there's a drill. Give us that's, a drill. That's, a, that's an old, that's an old wide open window because there's just so many different uh, windows, uh, so many different drills or so many different uh, uh, ways of doing so. Um, I'll, I'll just take, um, uh, you know, throwing. That just takes throwing, right? Um, you know, I, I think what we also coaches, you know, misunderstood is that uh, well, if I, you know, if I don't need to throw or kick in a sport of basketball, do I need to learn those those movement skills? Uh, the answer is absolutely yes. You know, I think kids need to have those skills uh, even within our Canada basketball programming for, for basketball uh, with our Stephen National Basketball Program. We, you know, try to incorporate drills that that different sports as well uh, and, and, and you know as well I keep touching on the fact that every athlete should build uh, different movement skills through playing multi sports uh, and I think that's a very very big message uh, for young coaches is not just focus and specialize on one sport and allow kids to try different sports as much as possible um, so sorry guys it kind of went up to a different <laughs> tangent, but uh, to, to give you an example so um, you know flowing um, you know, at, at an early age, when you're looking at a, an athlete, probably a young child, maybe around four years old, you know, they throw very rigid. You know, they're very body, little body movements. They are, you know, standing very stagnant with very little foot placement. Um, and they are just basically have their arms close to the body and just, you know, tossing, you know, a beanbag of ball. And what will most likely happen is they'll throw it straight to the ground. Uh, so you, you look at an athlete like that and you basically just have to focus on, hey, let's, you know, just work on, uh, you know, throwing into a bucket. Uh, and just have to work on developing that focus, uh, work on developing that, that coordination skills. Um, then from there, um, as they progress a little bit older, now you can add uh, something a little bit more challenging. Uh, for example, you can now have them work with a partner and basically, um, you know, just work on uh, using 
a bigger size ball, maybe a Nerf ball or, you know, something that it's easy for them to sort of go back and forth with uh, to just work on that skills and have them to learn that basic skills of, you know, throwing and receiving at the same time. Uh, again, it's work on that coordination and all of that. And then as they progress, now you're working with an athlete with, you know, a, a tennis ball or something like that, which is a little bit smaller. Now they have to really focus on, you know, identifying the target, uh, having that hand-eye formation, um, absorbing the force of, of, of the catch. All of those things are what, you know, we, we, we use to in terms of helping an athlete to develop movement skills. Uh, and it's a progression. You know, we don't try to make uh, a, a, a four or five-year-old athlete try to throw like, you know, a Toronto Blue Jays player uh, in a league baseball. Uh, you know, they're not trying to, you know, do the whole wind up with the leg up and trying to pitch, you know, a, a 90, miles, 90 miles an hour fastball or anything like that. Uh, it's really understanding where your athlete stages and ensuring that they are learning age and stage appropriately so that they can, you know, get the most success out of it. So it sounds like the perfect athlete is Steve Nash. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, I use Steve Nash in a lot of my examples because Steve essentially uh, is a multi-sport athlete when he was younger. Uh, he didn't really dabble or specialize into the game of basketball until he was at least 12, 13 years old. Uh, and, you know, before that, he was an avid soccer player. He's really big into soccer, so you can see a lot of that transfer into basketball because when you see him play on the, on the court, uh, his footwork is just amazing. Uh, you know, so, so, you know, different skills you learn from different sports allow you to transfer those skills and get better at it. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a, a very, you know, important message that, you know, kids at a young age should try as many sports as possible. Uh, don't specialize in one sport. Uh, make sure that, you know, you just dabble on different things, uh, you know, and, 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 and just, Try to learn it, get enjoyment out of it, um, and you know, you eventually once you get into sort of that junior high and high school, you'll start to narrow it down a little bit because you'll have a few that you're very good at, and that's when you start specializing a little bit more, narrow down to maybe two sports, um, and then and then maybe eventually down to high school, you get down to one sport from there. Um, but you know, at the elementary age, you know, my recommendation, my biggest recommendation is just let them play, let them have fun, uh, and try as many sports as possible. Okay, so the last area you mentioned was decision-making, and this is I, it's really hard to train. So give me one or, one or two of your favorite drills that actually train this aspect. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of speak to decision-making first, and I think that that's you know something that from a, from a philosophy standpoint um, is something that we at Canada Basketball is really, really big on. Uh, and that's something that sort of stems from you know, when you watch uh, European players in the NBA, um, you know, you look at a Dirk Nowitzki, you look at a, a Manny Ginobili, uh, Tony Parker, all these players. Um, you know, a, a lot of times when you look at some of these European players and you're, you're kind of surprised, well, they don't have the best of athletic ability, but they're able to do so well in a game of basketball. Uh, and a lot of times is, you know, you look at what they're doing at the European countries, uh, you, you realize that the, the biggest difference is that all the players are smart players. All the players are, are are great at making decisions, and I think that's something that you know you see the biggest difference is that in in, in North America, and I think it's slowly changing now. 
but you know, back back before, uh, a lot of times you go to the basketball camp and all you see is just repetitive drills over and over and over again. You see an athlete performing, you know, a Mikan series. You you see an athlete doing, you know, hundred layups uh, left and hundred layups right, um, but they are essentially just becoming robotic. Uh, in a game situation, uh, coaches will have an athlete. Okay, here's your, what you're supposed to do. You run to, you pop up to the elbow extent. Uh, you throw around your, you know, your your, your screen, and you're gonna catch and you're gonna shoot. And that's all they know because that's the one play that the coach designed for them, and they become very robotic in terms of their approach to the game of basketball. The difference between European players, a lot of times, you see, you get a chance to see how they are able to understand understand the game a lot more because coaches allow them the freedom to make decisions. You know, when they feel uh, a player uh, coming at them from behind or from the side, you know, what? where are they supposed to go? Are they going left or are they going right? They're able to make those decisions as opposed to, oh, I got to get that shot out that elbow extent no matter what because coach told me so. And I think that's the, that's the biggest part of the game that is, we're slowly transitioning to. Uh, and as you see the biggest difference in terms of a lot of our athletes being groomed in, in the last, you know, five, ten years. And I think that, that is sort of the, the big transition. Uh, so decision making, uh, you know, finding advantage. What we do, uh, we we have this thing at, at our at our age group levels is uh, find, use, and create. Uh, understanding how to find the advantage um, and create the advantage and then use the advantage. I think mean, those are sort of the, the, the concepts that we use at Canada Basketball. Uh, finding advantage meaning, hey, you know what, we have athletes that are uh, young, so you know what we do a lot of times is we do uh, two-on-one drills or disadvantage drills where uh, an athlete has to know, okay, if you're on a two-on-one break or three-on-two break, how do you find the advantage and how do you make a decision in terms of who to pass to in order to lead to the big basket. Um, in terms of uh, using the advantage, now you're kind of, um, okay, now in, in, in more of a game situation, okay, what is the using advantage means you know, in terms of, okay, if I am on a, on a break again, um, making sure that, okay, I have an athlete over here, I have an athlete over there, uh, you know, how do I make best use of creating the, uh, a mismatch to use that advantage? Uh, I think that's a, a second piece. And then finally, creating the advantage is one where we get into a little bit older age group is now how do you create your advantage, which is, uh, you know, how do you beat your man off the dribble? So that's a progression where we see our athletes progressing, um, you know, I think, You'll see a lot of times when you progress an athlete in that format, uh, it will more than likely allow them to develop a lot of those decision-making skills that allows them to, you know, uh, get, get a little bit smarter uh, in terms of what to do on the court, when to do it, how to do it, uh, and essentially they'll understand the whole aspect of, you know, this is how you create those managers within the basketball. Okay, so... That's minor detail. If I really want to implement this with my team tomorrow, and yep. I repeat the mantra of find, create, and use, right? Is that the order? Yep. Find, um, use, and create. Find, use, and create. Um, yeah. Do I explain it first and then run the drill, or do I have to keep like pausing in the middle? It's like, oh, here's the advantage. Or, here's, a, here's how you use it. Like, How do you teach it? Like, I, I don't think you're going to get it the first go. Right, absolutely, and and, and and that's exactly right. And I think what will happen is you you want to let them try it. You know, you want to let them explore it. And I think that's very important for an athlete is for them to explore too. And you as a coach, 
as opposed to just jumping in right off the bat and trying to, you know, give all the knowledge that you have. You know what? Take a step back, introduce a drill, let them try it out. Um, you know, once you start seeing what they are doing, you, you never know because you, you might have some really smart uh, coach uh, players that are already in your program. Hey, let them explore those uh, those opportunities, right? So when you watch them go through a drill, do they get it? Um, are they understanding, hey, there is an advantage here. Let's make the most use of it. Uh, once you see that, okay, now you, you, you understand exactly what they're doing. You, okay, then the next part is, okay, let's, Analyze. Okay, so let's analyze in terms of okay. So if this player is doing this right, that's great. If this player is not doing it right, what can I do to make this player better? That's when you come in and start, and you know, uh, going through exactly. Okay, hey, here's what we could have done, or here's how we can improve on this drill. Uh, what are we exactly looking for? Right, you let them, you know, try it out again. Uh, you evaluate a little bit more, uh, and that's the cycle in which a good coach will always allow the players to explore uh, and, and implement, and let them try out the different things. Uh, and then once you do do all of that, at the end of it, you do a quick debrief uh, to allow the players to really soak in that information and understand exactly what they have learned today. And that's what we do from a coaching cycle. Uh, it's never just a coach talk, 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 and a player just listen, and then hopefully they get it right. It's always about, hey, let's experiment, try it out. If, if, you, if you learn it, that's great. If you don't, let's kind of take it back one step. Let's talk about what we can do better, and let's then experiment again. And you go through that whole cycle to make sure that, hey, you know what, they are learning on their own, that they are developing this this understanding and the comprehension of the game on their own. Uh, and, and that's sort of how an athlete will develop this skills. Okay. And then you talk about uh, finding those advantages. So you have, uh, if you have more numbers as advantage, I'm guessing if there's a mismatch as an advantage. Uh, what other advantages are there that you guys like practice and drill on? Uh, we do a lot of drills where you know you you, you start off with a you know those, those transition drills where you start off uh, three and two two or one, but then you have a late trailer that comes in mm -hmm. uh, to drop in as the, as a defender. Um, you know, those are, you know, uh, uh, another decision making because you start off as uh, finding out where your advantage is, right? From there, okay, now all of a sudden another defender is coming in uh, and they're jumping into the play. Now, the, the, whoever the ball handle is, is now have to understand, okay, there, you know, my advantage is going to be taken away. So how do I make best use of this advantage at the moment? So it, it forces quick decision making. It forces that you know that the the, the player to think fast, faster and act faster. Um, and those are all sort of part of the the, the game that we are seeing nowadays. Um, you know, you want players to think fast, act fast. Uh, you know, with with the shot clock into in, into the mix. Um, you know, I think it's we're now forcing athletes to be able to you know make decisions quicker and not just you know the old traditional ways of holding the ball for the first 15 seconds of a possession and then you know do uh, one pass into the post and then and make a you know a, a, a basket from there i think that that's that that brand of basketball is sort of a little bit more old school now you're seeing a lot more transitional style uh, type of basketball and that's what we're essentially doing from a canadian standpoint uh, canadian basketball standpoint is that hey we're making our athletes smarter they're able to make decisions um, good decisions uh, in, a, in a much faster fashion, uh, and we're seeing a, a much more transitional game uh, at this level now. Okay, so he, 
I'm going to end this interview with the last question that ties back into the original point where, okay, I'm a beginner coach. I go on YouTube. I find a couple of drills, and then I run it, right? That's not the way it should be. Yeah. So how should it be? And then, uh, like, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of thinking behind it. Like, How do you uh, go from, like, warm-up to the end? How long should it be? How should it progress? Give us an idea of a beginner coach who wants to do this. How, they sh- how should they approach it? How should they plan their practice? Um, planning and practice is a big part. Um, I think really comes down to the different age group. Um, when you look at different age groups, you you start uh, have to, you, you, that's when you start having to understand okay what's important within each age group. Uh, I, I kind of alluded to the whole long term athlete development uh, model that we have here at Canada Basketball, uh, and what we do is basically we group them by by you know. Uh, the, the age group level. So, you know, we have you know, different stages of athletes. Uh, between 6 to 9, uh, that's one stage. And then from 9 to 12, that's another stage. Uh, 13 to, to, to 15, that's another stage. Uh, within different age group level, we understand there's different needs for athletes. And when you have that different needs for athletes, that's when you, you know, cater specific to those needs. So as a coach, your understanding is at that age group, what is their need? What is it that's important for them? So when we talk about a fundamental athlete uh, that is between the age of six to nine years old, uh, the important thing for them is, hey, let's build their fundamental basics, their movement skills. You want to dabble on the sports skills, and then you probably dabble a little bit into now the you know the, the life skills, mental skills, and all of that a little bit as well. So you know within that, you look at kind of practice pretty much about sixty uh, percent movement skills. Uh, 20% uh, basketball skills, uh, and then you get into some, you know, 10, 20% of, uh, of, of sort of the, the mental skills and the tactical skills. So that's what you would look at for that, that particular age group. Then how that transition now is as you get into a little bit older, now it changes a little bit. Um, you know, as they build that movement skills already at the earliest stage, now we can take movement skills to back down a little bit and increase on the basketball skills. Um, so those are, you know, so, so we have a breakdown of in terms of what percentage of various skills, the basketball skills, movement skills, tactical skills, strategy skills, uh, all of those things where we are educating our coaches nowadays in terms of, hey, for your practice, if you're working with athletes at this age group, here is what's important, here's what you should be doing. Um, and then that's what becomes our recommendation of, uh, of, of basketball practice plan that they can um, Again, those are information, I, you know, I can probably go on for a very long time talking about breakdown of percentages and all of that type of stuff, um, but, uh, you know, those are all information that is readily available on our website at basketball.ca, um, so coaches that are interested can certainly kind of take a look at that. But, you know, I think for the, the biggest part is really uh, understanding what is important for different as- uh, uh, athletes at different age groups, what characteristics do they possess, and what is important for a coach to know that they should to work with those athletes. And, then, and once a coach get that education and understanding of that, now you're able to work with an athlete to make sure that it's athlete-centered uh, and that we are building smart and, 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 and good athletes first uh, before we proceed to the next level. So sounds like for Canadian viewers, there's a lot of knowledge and, and wisdom behind it. So do they have to take a certification course to get access to all that information and become a better coach? 
Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's one of the things that we at uh, basketball have uh, emphasized on and focused on over the past, past, past many, uh, five years or so. Uh, is you know we're now aligning our NCCP, which is a national coaching certification program, uh, to that of the LTAD. So everything that we have designed in terms of new modules uh, for the coaches, uh, essentially, is an understanding and education of what it means to be coaching at different age groups. And those are all things that we are, you know, getting more arms and legs out into our country uh, and getting more coaches certified, trained, so that they uh, have the proper education to know exactly what to do with uh, with athletes. Uh, and that's a big part in terms of now uh, the rise of, of, of sort of, you know, all these basketball athletes is that because they're, you know, once they go through that, that those type of training in the past five years, we're going to see more and more Canadian athletes uh, you know, rising to the top. Uh, you'll see more and more Canadian athletes playing at the NCAA level, uh, and obviously actually, that will be to sort of the success, you know, players getting drafted into the NBA level as well. Uh, so it, it all comes down to sort of at the grassroots level, what we're doing, how we're educating the coaches, making sure that they know uh, what it means to develop an athlete uh, and then basketball player, um, and then having those type of teachings get implemented into our system, uh, combining that with the bigger base of participation, we're now seeing a, a rise of basketball here in Canada. Wow. I, I'm sure we can keep going forever, uh, but we're going to end it here. Thank you so much, Coach Ron. Uh, I'd love to interview you sometime uh, later on again. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Keith. Really appreciate it.